Now this is podcasting. So you didn't. That's it. That, that <laughs> that's the joke. Okay, that, that's the bit. Yeah. Yeah, this is podcasting. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, it it sure is. Um, <laughs> yep, wizard. <laughs> it's very wizard. Um, I'm. I'm a I'm I'm a space wizard with the microphone. Mm. Yep. No, we watched the prequels that's, this week, which means we're probably going to talk about everything other than the prequels. <laughs> we'll, we'll fit it in the last fifteen minutes. Yeah. No, because we actually the, have news the, this week, which is weird. Like it, we've been going most of the year nice. with like no noteworthy news, and then Disney just dumped everything in a day. Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to spoil what the news is, but I've been nominated for an Emmy, hmm. um, and I'm very excited for anything in particular, or just for for being you. No, just nominated for one. I'm oh, wait, sure is which. it for this show? Did Did you get nominated and I didn't for for Shack Punk? Um, I don't. I don't know if it is. Then that's really not fair. I mean, because I mean, it, maybe it's a you, surprise. You do Emmy. everything. You know, it's like a surprise party. You just you wake up one day and you walk into your house and the whole Emmy audience is there, waiting to give you your Emmy. What? What if? What if I got an Emmy, but then they give it to me and it actually has your name on it because you do all the editing, mm. and I I will. And, I will and have because Jade is just an the, internet name of a fictional character that I adopted as my own name. Yeah. Maybe that's why they didn't nominate me, because I don't use my real name. Yeah. <laughs> How are they going to mail you the Emmy? Mm. Because, I mean, they're obviously not they're obviously not inviting us to the award ceremony. No. Yeah. I mean... There, there's too much shit going on <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um. Um. But mm-hmm. this is podcast. <laughs> yep, this is podcast. I'm not sure. If, I'm. Mm. I'm not sure if it's good podcasting, but um. Uh, I mean that. Hey, that we got is, we got through the door. You know, the artist is dead, and um, the the list. You know, the audience, the listeners, get to decide if it's good or not. We're just here to talk about stuff. What if they yeah. told me? What what if what if I am actually dead mm. and they told me I won an Emmy and, and um, this is purgatory? I'm actually just gonna be. I, I'm I'm just gonna be in like the the montage of people who have died. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that would be a way to find out you died. <laughs> you're, just, you're in a clip show on our Yeah, fuck. Fuck what Bruce Willis went through. I'm going. I'm going the easy route. Mm. That's a um, that's a reference to a Shyamalan movie, which I forgot oh, the name of. Okay, yeah, I, I was wondering if something had happened to Bruce Willis, but no. Okay, Sixth Sense. That makes sense. No. He he he's uh, resorted to. Um, doing commercials for batteries mm. because the batteries brand name is Die Hard and because um, he only has to film so that's like where his career five is five seconds <laughs> yeah because he doesn't want to be yeah, on set like, for that long yeah like they, they shoot him in a vent for like 
two minutes and then drop him down and he gets a battery and runs through the window or something. Yeah, he gets paid like, batteries. Die hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he actually is just very much into um, electrifying his nipples. Mm. But only with diehard batteries. We should talk. <laughs> yeah, of course. That's the only way he can get off anymore. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So yeah. So this episode we're learning to you a lot hard. about Bruce Willis. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard Six. Um, die. Another day. <laughs> mm. Okay. So so it's, it's James Bond. Uh, I lost. Yeah. yeah um. Mm. Yeah, but not even a good one. So, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess speaking seen, of sequels, should we um, talk about the million new people who've been added to Spider-Man Home Fries? <laughs> um, sure. I have not been keeping up on any news. Because uh, Alfred Molina as Doc Ock. Um, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane. Um Gwen Stacy, it it's dependent on I guess the you know the actress is pregnant right now, so depending on that, she might or might not be able to, you know, be in it. Um, Andrew Garfield is apparently confirmed. Tobey Maguire apparently wants fifteen million dollars to do it, but otherwise he's in talks. You get that bag, Toby. You mm-hmm. deserve it. So yeah, Wait, so and you know may, maybe they'll be running actually... for Tom Holland to show up in the movie too. <laughs> so they're actually doing the thing, huh? Apparently, yeah. All signs are pointing to I... this either being a Spider-Verse or a very weird like ensemble movie where they bring back old cast members but have them playing new versions of their characters. Yeah, see, I, I was fine with that when it was just Electro. But if they actually have all those people playing um, their actual roles, like just, but not not the versions they played before, that'll be weird. Yeah, I mean, I, I have no idea. That'll you know, be very All weird. we have right now are casting rumors and, like, casting confirmations, but no trailers, no, like, solid story details. Ah. <sighs> I mean, they haven't even confirmed if J.K. Simmons is back, or if he's, you know, if he is back, would he be playing two different J. Jonah Jamesons, or is the bald J. Jonah Jameson actually, like, did he travel through the multiverse into the MCU, like Mysterio did in that one comic where he jumped into the Ultimate Universe? What if they they make a a movie and it's kind of a mess because they try to jam too much shit in it? Then everyone will blame Sony instead of Disney because it must have been Sony's fault. Yeah, even though yeah. if um, they succeed, it's Disney. If they fail, it's Sony. That, that's how yeah. It works. That that's about right. I mean, not that I have any faith in Sony to do much. I mean, they made one good Spider-Man movie in the past fifteen years. So, mm. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if this is an effort from them to get. You know, either like more Spider-Men, so they can you know throw a different Spider-Man into the Venom universe and have people still be okay with it, or 
or if they're just trying to like blur the lines enough to say that you know Venom can cross over because it feels like you know they've been pushing to get like Venom and Morbius and all these other side projects to be legitimized by you know having a Spider-Man but they didn't want to get in the way of the MCU Spider-Man which they want to treat as like the the current Spider-Man instead of just doing the obvious thing and having multiple versions of him like it doesn't need to be all one yeah. timeline people are smart enough to know if it's a different actor playing Spider-Man in this you know like when you see Batman on the Gotham show on TV that you know that's not Ben Affleck it's a different universe it's a different thing you know it, like people are smart enough to figure that out Yeah, I, I honestly have no idea what their plan is. I, I know they're trying to like consolidate everything into a big, um, let's say Spider World, because mm. Spider Verse has a, other connotations. Yeah. Um, but uh, Sony's universe like, honestly, of Marvel characters, I think, is the official S U M C is the <laughs> official <laughs> title of, of their stupid universe they're trying to make. Of Marvel character and friends. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and and amazing uh, friends. Like, I, I, I get that Spider Man is like their only like profitable huge like um, yeah. Y- yeah. Ever since they lost Adam like Sandler one that can to consistently hit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How sad is it when you lose Adam Sandler and that's like a huge deal? <laughs> um, I, I forget what else they even have. Like, uh, they tried to make a Robin Hood universe once. Yeah, they got Ghostbusters. Yeah, and even that is not good. I mean, Ghostbusters I mean, was one good movie, and it's a fun license, but it's hard to you know do a new story in that license and make it good. It's one good movie, one mediocre movie, and one movie that people say is mediocre that I hate. Mm. Um, like a decent cartoon and a decent game. And I guess merchandising, maybe. Yeah, I mean, like, but like, like the that. idea of like ghost exterminators who are just a bunch of regular Joes, you know, like that. That it's a fun concept, but they already did like the best version of it with the originals. So, you know, doing yeah. it again has proven difficult to do. Because I mean, people just constantly um, throwing out one-liners doesn't make you doesn't make you buy into them as people like they're just walking jokes at that yeah, point yeah I mean yeah the 2016 version so. was like an improv special you know with Ghostbusters paint on it yeah um, and like Ghostbusters 2 it, was, was fine you know I like it, even though it's a bit a campier, you know, dumb. than uh, than the original. But you know, it's still fun. It's still got the same dynamic that the, the first one did between the characters. Yeah, like it, it's 
it's obvious they just made it to cash in on the first movie, but also they tried. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen a lot worse recently. Yeah, like four <laughs> um, years ago? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there was supposed to be another <laughs> Ghostbusters movie this year, but it got delayed into next year. It's the the after afterlife I think is it's called it's like next generation like the kids of the originals or something rediscover the old tech they do like a force just, awakens thing just just like remake it start over like don't even like I, I feel like if you're gonna remake Ghostbusters, just like start over at the beginning. Don't try to latch on to the one good thing because you'll never, <laughs> you'll never get it right, and you'll never live up to it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like Die Hard, where it's like the the core concept of the original is what people like. You know, the the averageness and regularness of the protagonist like the protagonist is just like a nobody schlub who does cool things you know almost accidentally at times and that is a thing that it yeah. just gets like it, you know as much as the fans will talk about like that's the reason we like it the people making the movies never seem to realize that and they just you know want to play up the exciting elements but forget that the the root still needs to be that the person you're watching is just a regular person. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <clears throat> it's also some of the funniest people in the 80s, like, at their prime. Hmm. Um, before a lot of them got kind of weird hmm. <laughs> um, and not as good. Hmm. They had Aykroyd, mostly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, Aykroyd, you know... Who actually believed in ghosts and wants to talk to everyone about it. <laughs> and Bill Murray, who just stopped yeah, giving yeah, a Yeah, Bill fuck. Murray just got tired of everything. Yeah. He's like, I'm just gonna fuck around in Hollywood for, for a while now. I'll be, I'll voice Garfield. Fuck yeah. yeah. In two movies. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how we got on that it's topic. It's been 15 minutes. <laughs> we haven't talked about shit we said we were going to talk about. Yeah, okay, well, let's minutes. throw Mulan under the bus here. It was okay. There. Yay! I, I saw Mulan. It's available for free on Disney+, Plus, at least in the United States. I don't know about other countries. Um, you've probably heard all the reviews by now, and they were accurate. It's It's an okay action movie. I mean, the worst parts of it are where it it tries to do things kind of like the original, but they just pale in comparison because this is an action movie about a person who basically has the Force, except they call it Chi, but then she's not allowed to <laughs> reveal that she has Chi because she's a woman and only men are allowed to, you know, use their Chi powers. Uh, so she has to keep that secret. And that's like the... That is the gender conflict dynamic of this: is that she can't show off her superpowers. Um, yeah, it's called Chihi, not Chihir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I hope that would get you at least a little. Mm. Um, 
but yeah, no, I mean, it, <laughs> just like, like completely like, the whole first the first act of the movie does not work. It's the whole like matchmaker thing, but it just it, it's I don't, it, it, it it doesn't work. Like a lot of the character dynamics don't work. A lot of you know, just a whole lot of stuff about the movie doesn't work. But like, just nothing works. Yeah, I mean, like like they. You know, like, halfway through the movie... Because I was, like, live reacting on the media box, and, like, halfway through the movie, I'm like... So they've successfully made the Chinese seem like bigger, like, douchebag hard-asses than the bad guys that they're fighting? Because they just go so hard on this, like, no, women aren't allowed to do, like, anything, you know? It's like, if women are even show up in this camp, then they're gonna be, like... Well, like, they, they, they like, rattle off, like, a bunch, you know, it's like, if you do this, you know, execution... Or, and then, like, the only thing where it's, like, less than execution as punishment is if you lie, I think? If you are, like, dishonest, then you are just kicked out. Um, which, of course, is setting up for when they find out, oh, no, she's lying about being a man, she's actually a woman, and we're gonna kick her out. Um, but, yeah, I mean, because, like, they do that, and then she comes, she, like, finds out that, you know, the bad guys are on their way to go kill the Emperor, and she comes back and says, you can kill me if you want, but I'm here to protect the Emperor, and then that's what turns them all around on, like, oh, a woman can do stuff after all, because (laughs) she was willing to die to help us protect the Emperor, knowing that we would have killed her just for showing her face around here. Like, Like, yeah, I lied, but, I mean... I did it because I wanted to help. Yeah. Yeah, because so my father that, has a broken leg better. and would not have been a good soldier. Also, I have magic powers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to say no to magic powers, right? Yeah, I mean, eventually, like the, em- like, the Emperor warms up on it in part because he's, like, tied to, like, a wooden pyre that's going to be, like, burned down by the bad guy and then Mulan shows up and gets in a kung fu fight with the bad guy and the, you know she like cuts the emperor loose so he can do his kung fu stuff too um but yeah it's like the action sequences in the movie are like well done but any like emotional weight behind anything just isn't there because it's not good so I mean, it, it's a live-action remake where they try to... But, but even... Like, they do... They do do a lot to try to get away from the original and not just be a straight-up remake of the original. Yeah, they, they do do a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. They shit all over everything. But... Um, but they, they, they do try to get away from the original and, you know, be unique and new. But also, they still you know have a lot of stuff that is like directly take you know like the matchmaking sequence does not work in this action movie about a person trying to hide their magical powers and um even like like when she like she's in battle and she gets like her armor gets like damaged or something and so it's like you know she's gonna have to like let her hair down and show that she's a woman apparently having your hair down means you're a woman if you have it like up in a bun then that means you're a man and nobody questions it um but yeah when when they do like the thing where she like has to you know reveal that she's a woman in the middle of the battle before they do the avalanche thing which actually isn't her idea it's just that like some catapults hit the mountain and create an avalanche but when they do that they're playing 
that the song from Mulan, the like reflection. But nobody in this movie ever sings Reflection, so unless you've seen the original, that song doesn't work, so this movie actually doesn't work on its own, because you have to have seen the original to get like the emotional impact that it's trying to make you feel for these scenes. So, It's almost like a microcosm of Disney live-action remakes as yeah. a whole. Well, yes, it feels like the movie is trying to do what people have been saying Disney live-action remakes should do and be its own thing, but it doesn't go far enough in that direction. But it only does it halfway. Yeah. 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 I mean, not to get on this train again, but I felt like that was kind of like what Ghostbusters did wrong, Mm. like aside aside from not going by a script at all yeah i mean like they um, did like force a stay puff like, marshmallow like they, man and um make a lot yeah, of references they, they forced in so many yeah like you can do a little of that that's fine like have have slimer come on screen for a minute but like don't don't just constantly call back to it while trying to do your own thing it just doesn't yeah. work um Milan sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen it, I but it sucks. I watched it for free, so I got my money's worth. Um, Yay. Yep. And, I mean, there's, there's also there's a couple new episodes of Mandalorian. I'll probably talk about those when we get more into Star Wars talk, because there's the prequels and stuff. Um, but I also wanted to talk about... How did Groggy do? Uh, oh, little baby Grogu. Grogu the Hutt. Um, yeah, he got kidnapped. So... <laughs> I... That's where he's at. Spoilers, <laughs> Grogu got kidnapped. Yeah. We're waiting for the season finale to see how they rescue him. Uh, that'll piss off Jabba, except he's dead. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I'll he, talk he about... forever Grogu the Hutt. Yeah, I guess I'll talk about Mandalorian now. There's been two new episodes since we last talked about it. I've already spoiled some of it, oops. Um, but, you know, if you're into it, I'm sure you're caught up by now. <laughs> And if you're not into it, well, Google's going to spoil it for you on the morning the episode comes out, because that's what Google does now. The only reason they didn't spoil the new episode is because, you know, episode 7. Google didn't try to spoil it for me, because there was nothing to really spoil. But, um, episode 6 is the one where, you know, they they get to Tython. uh, Actually, do... Yeah, yeah, we did. We talked about the Ahsoka episode because that was the one where they had. They said his name was Grogu. Um, so yeah. he, Ahsoka told Mando that he has to take Grogu to Tython, which is the basically like the origin place where like the Jedi Order formed um, in the old universe, and I guess in the new universe, in the new canon, it's still the ancestral home of the Jedi. Um, so you had to take him there so he could sit on like a magic rock and try to contact a Jedi long distance to you know be the person to train him um, they haven't revealed who it is my main theories are that it's either going to be um, Sebastian Stan cast as a young Luke Skywalker because people have been pointing out for years how you know he looks like young Mark Hamill um, or it'll be Ezra Bridger from Rebels or there's a theory going around now that Mace Windu isn't dead, and he's going to be 
coming back to train him. That seems like a long shot to me, but it would be cool if it happened. Um, but, yeah, so episode six. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I, I don't I. I would have mixed feelings about that. Yeah, I mean, it would be yet another cool character it, dragged back from death. But we didn't see the body, so... It would be another character that... It would be like Darth Maul. That got kicked... I mean... Yeah, that, another character that got kicked down a pit and survived. Yeah, I mean, survived. at least, like, Darth Maul got cut in half and kicked down a pit and survived. And, um... Mace Windu got zapped and thrown out a window, but we didn't see him land. You know, like, you could... He could recover from that, I'm sure. But, um, I think you do see him land in in the in the game, though. Oh yeah, I <laughs> so, mean in the game, but in the game, Obi Wan is constantly that, that's obviously clones are less than people, which seared when you watched you know the Clone Wars after. What? Well, yeah, like I I know well mm. we're, we're not quite there yet, but I I did notice that. He seemed to not care about anything yeah. that wasn't a Jedi. Yeah, I mean, in in I remember in the episode three video game, Obi Wan straight up was like just ragging on clone. You know, it, like when the clones all turn on the Jedi and you're fighting them, he's just like making quips about how like you know a clone will never be as good as a Jedi. Yeah, I, I think like at the beginning of episode three, um, he basically uses. A squadron of clones yeah. for yeah, Kyle. yeah, and Anakin's like, I'm gonna go yeah, back and Anakin save him. He's like, No, they're doing their them. jobs. Well, yeah, no, yeah, they're doing their job, so we can do ours. Just yeah. let them die. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna kill the only actor who's mm. trying. Aside from maybe what if Obi Wan was the real villain all along? I mean. Maybe. And that's why he lied to Luke. Yeah, I mean, for so he long. he does. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you ever notice how Obi Wan like he wins every fight except against Count mm. Dooku? Like he's actually like the greatest Jedi. Yeah, yeah, he ever. had no problems against Grievous, which is weird, especially when you watch the Clone Wars and see Grievous like take down five Jedi, three of which were Jedi Masters, in like a yeah. solo fight. And then Obi Wan <laughs> just like, "Oops, there goes your hand." the the whole The whole grievous thing is kind of hilarious because he's like this super. He's basically like a Terminator. Mm. Um, like he just comes in, beats six Jedi yeah. at once, um, including yeah, yeah there were three masters. There was Shaggy then... who got stomped on at the start of the fight. <laughs> that's literally his name he is shaggy from scooby-doo as a jedi and he dies immediately and yeah. then yeah there were there were two padawans and then i think there were two bad there, there was Ki- i don't know there were four masters because there was kiati mundi ayla sakura yeah shakti the- and um uh, i can't remember his name the guy who he appears to be dead but he ended up recovering like years later and he went into like hibernation or something to recover. Uh, I, it, I don't, it's a thing I, from I the don't know about that one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so he can he can basically take on tons of yeah. Jedi. At yeah, once. he can like swing lightsabers with and his feet. And then he fights Mace Windu. And then he fights Mace Windu for three seconds. He gets his chest yeah. imploded, 
And then he fights Obi-Wan, and he loses yeah. decisively. Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, behind the scenes, the reason for that is that the people making the cartoon just had, like, concept art and some descriptions to go on, so they made Grievous way cooler than George Lucas actually intended him to be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Grievous doesn't actually do a damn thing. Yeah, I mean, in the Grievous movies. is like character. Like he, he's basically. He he's basically just a placeholder so that they can kill Count Dooku in the first yeah. few minutes, or the, I, I guess like the first twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, like he he doesn't actually do a thing except exist. Yeah, he's just you know the latest threat that they have as an excuse. Like you defeat this guy, and now the war is over. Yeah. Also, it's kind of weird that Clone Wars is canon and they never even mention Ahsoka. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I know, I know it's a retroactive thing, but still, it, it it's weird. Yeah. No. Yeah. Star Wars canon is a mess. Also. Also, Chewbacca never mentions that he knows Yoda. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even yeah. Yeah, and like like R two, you know, never got his memory wiped. He remembers everything all the way back to episode one, but right, he just doesn't talk about it. Yeah, but I guess R two is kind of like a he dick knows Obi Wan. He he knows Obi Wan personally, like he's he was there when um, Anakin turned into yeah, Darth he, he Vader. Yeah, he was Anakin's well, personal not, droid. He should like, know near that the, near Anakin's the end. Vader. Yeah, but it. They just muddle so many things for I mean, no reason. It would reason be funny in like episode in four if R2 rolled up to Luke and, hey, you know Vader's your dad, right? <laughs> like, not even in beeps and boops. He's just. <laughs> He just comes in, has a has a deep voice like, yeah. "Yeah, Darth Vader's your daddy." Yeah, I mean, I've seen like you know, art people have made of like, what if R two was a person, and it's usually like a short, fat, like grumpy mechanic. <laughs> He's basically just Gimli. But yeah, so Mandalorian. Yeah, it, uh, <laughs> episode six. You know, back back. You know, ten minutes ago when we were talking about that. Um, yeah, they, they go to Tython <laughs> so that Grogu one. can sit on the magic rock and contact a Jedi, and he's doing that for a while. He's having like a you know like energy field thing, and um, and then Boba Fett shows up. And if he wasn't a baby, I would make a joke about what you just mm. said. Well, I mean, you can anyway. We're a pretty tasteless show. I mean, he's like 50 years old. Yeah. I mean, we could talk about the magic rock being a dildo. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he's he's busy with the magic rock. Boba Fett shows up. Um, you know, like the slave one flies in. <laughs> uh, because of the energy force field thing over the magic rock. You know, like Mando a few times through the episode, you know, tries to like grab him and run. But he can't because energy field. So he has to go down talk to Boba Fett. And Boba's like, give me my armor back. Um and 
Mando. I mean, he's like the whole season is really it, it's like about him discovering that there's a lot more to Mandalorian culture than the Death Watch taught him. You know, like he had the whole thing with Bo-Katan and now with Boba Fett. It's like he doesn't, you know, he sees a guy without a helmet and he's like, you can't be a legitimate Mandalorian. But, you know, when like, Boba ends up just taking the armor back because um, stormtroopers, they had like put a tracking beacon on the Razor Crest. So they like a Imperial dropship follows them and shows up. So Boba mm. and Mando and um, there's also... Um, I think her name was like Fennec, the the one who, in season one, she was like left for dead on Tatooine, but then you see like someone finds her, and that someone was Boba Fett, who like healed her enough that she's got medic parts now, but she's like his sidekick, so they're they're doing bounty hunting stuff, so she's there too. Yeah, that makes some sort so, of sense. So so her and Boba Fett and Mando have to fight off the stormtroopers. Boba goes into the Razor Crest and just takes his armor back and starts like kicking all the ass you know doing all the stuff people want to see boba fett doing um and then yeah all the stuff he never you know, did in a movie <laughs> yeah no yeah it, this is like the expanded universe boba fett that we've been waiting to see on screen and he's finally here yeah um yeah and then um much to the dismay of everyone who you know backed the kickstarter for the new razor crest toy um, the Razor Crest gets destroyed by a shot from orbit, because there's, a like, a Star Destroyer up there. Uh -oh. Yeah, it blows up the Razor Crest. Um, the only things that survive are the little ball that Grogu liked, and, um, there was a, a Beskar spear that he got during the Ahsoka episode, which seems like it's, it's there so he can use it to fight against the Darksaber, because Beskar is resistant to lightsabers. Um... But, yeah. And then Grogu gets kidnapped by the Dark Troopers, which are, like, robot stormtroopers. Um, so, yeah. Um, and then Boba, um, he, like, shows, like, a code thing on his armor to show that it belonged to Jango Fett. And in doing so, also, you know, me being the super hyper nerd that I am, I was, like, really excited about it because it basically recanonizes Django's old backstory from the Open Seasons comic, which was one of my... I think it might have been, like, it's either the first or second Star Wars comic I ever bought, but it's, it's a pretty cool story. Um, but yeah, yeah no, the, yeah, they confirm that, like, Django, like, his backstory, you know, coming from Conquered Dawn, being a foundling discovered by Jastra Mareel, um, like, all that, like, fighting in the, the Mandalorian Civil Wars is the thing they mentioned, which I guess probably includes both the clan wars from that comic and the you know kind of alluded to war between the clans and the pacifist mandalorians from clone wars um probably all those like wars were happening around the same time but yeah now it, it was a pretty cool episode um and then the new episode came out and that one is just that they they're trying to track down the Imperial ship where Moff Gideon has little you know, baby Grogu. Um, so they get um, Migs Mayfeld, which is... Uh, what's his name? Brian Burr? Some, something with someone Burr? Um, oh, Bill, Bill Burr, Burr yeah. from uh, the, the yep. 
first season. Yep, episode. they they spring him out of yeah. um, prison so that he can lead them into an imperial base, and so it it's more like a character focused thing where it's just Mando and um, Bill Burr are there, you know, just like and, and Bill Burr, you find out like his history is like he was um, imperial, but he, like he mentions at one point like, he was part or at least he was there for operation cinder which is the thing from the the new battlefront 2 game where um like after the emperor died he had like this robot with like his face on it that went around and told the imperials you know we're gonna go torch a few planets like burn some cities to the ground to strike fear into people so they'll follow the empire again um and so he, he was there when that happened and it you know, made him, like, hate the Empire. Um, so he ends up, like, kind of blowing the mission by, you know, shooting this one asshole Imperial officer who's, like, bragging about how great the Empire is. Um, and then they, you know, like, shoot their way out of that base and pretty cool action scene. And then they decide, you know, they're, they're gonna let him go instead of nice. sending him back to prison because... You know, I mean, I guess he you know, he's on their side of being against the Empire, so. I mean, he only tried to kill us mm. once. Yeah, and he, he was in jail because he was accessory to the death of that New Republic prison guard guy. But, huh. but yeah, so yeah, that, so that's, you know, they get the location of the ship, so last episode comes next week um big finale we'll see how it goes and then when we start talking about the disney announcement thread we'll get into how many spin-offs are coming out of this show so there's a lot i bet it's too many mm. the i mean the there's a season three and at least two spin-offs that are directly tied to this show plus a bunch of other shows connected to other things yeah, I, I don't know. It's uh, probably a good thing that they're sticking to um, like series that are more manageable than movies mm. that don't have like a that don't need to hit a billion dollars to um, be successful. Yeah, you know, or be considered successful. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like they've had more success with the like, Mandalorian getting people excited than. I mean, really, like, I mean, it's hard to say definitively that Mandalorian has gotten people more excited than any of the new movies they've made, but, I mean, I, I at least I feel, you know, like, just Baby Yoda alone has been more, had more cultural <clears throat> impact than, like, any of the characters in any of their new movies. Like, people will talk about, you know, like, yeah. like Ray or Finn or Poe, but... Or, like, BB-8, maybe? Like, BB-8 was, like, a cute thing for a while. Like, I guess... Yeah, I guess, like, BB-8 and Porgs maybe had, like, the same kind of impact as Baby Yoda, but... <laughs> I was about to say Porgs are, are like, the biggest cultural export of the, the sequels. Yeah. yeah, it was BB-8 in Episode 7 and Porgs in Episode 8. And then nothing in episode nine. They tried to get people and, into Dio, and nobody cared. And d disappointment. Yeah. 
Yeah. And Fortnite for episode nine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. There, there was that one um, clip from episode nine that somebody edited, um, where I guess somebody like throws away a lightsaber and they edited Grievous running after it. It's like this will make a fine addition to my collection. Mm. I mean, they need to make a meme out of the whole um, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren get like they kiss, and then he just falls over and dies immediately. <laughs> and it's supposed to be tragic, but it's just stupid. That girl is poison. <laughs> also, apparently, Ray x Kylo Ren topped. Like the Tumblr shipping charts for the year or something? Of course yeah. it did. Fuck. Because Tumblr. <sighs> Do any of the. Um, well, yeah, so like the natural thing here would be to talk sequels, about. Like. Like, I'm, I'm just. I'm just wondering. Yep. Like. Do any of the characters in the sequels that have actual chemistry ever get together? And the answer is no. The only ones that get together the, or have a moment, at the very least, um, are ones with no chemistry yeah. at all. Yeah, yeah, because Finn had chemistry both with Ray and with Poe. And he ends up getting together with... Yeah. I think her name was like Jasna or something. Because there was another black woman. Because it had to be another black woman to get together with a black man. He couldn't get together with another man because no homo. And he couldn't get together with Ray because she's white. And she's got to get with the white guy who is evil. (laughs) Uh, She likes Mm. bad boys. Genocidal bad boys. Ones that torture you. Like literally strap you down to a table and torture you. Don't kink shame, Jade. Well, it wasn't consented. Well, <laughs> you don't know their safe word. I mean, okay, so, so you're saying there's like a deleted scene that we didn't see didn't before she it. got strapped down to the table and like <laughs> mind assaulted? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see, what, what's the good Star Wars safe word? Um, um, Wookie. Uh, I mean, I guess that would work. (laughs) Um, Lee's Bagano. Let me munch your walking carpet. (laughs) Um, Kai. The the safe word is Kyber. Wizard. Yeah. Wizard. Um, Jar Jar Binks. The safe word is. Um, yeah, the safe word is Jar yeah, Jar. Jar Jar Binks, the famous senator who ruined the galaxy by getting Palpatine uh, to get too much power. Yeah. I. Man, I don't even know what the fuck was <laughs> happening <laughs> in the first two movies. They. It's like shit happens, but it doesn't feel like anything mm. happens until the end of both yeah. of them. 
Yeah, most of my notes are on episodes. Like they one could and be two, compressed. Weirdly enough, but that's because I marathon yeah. them all in one day. So I watched one and then two, and then Clone Wars, and I had nothing to write because it's just good. Um, and then three, I was tired yeah. by the time that one started up. I have the most thoughts about three because it it's the only one it's objectively the best of, of the one, prequels that's the not three. a complete mess yeah yeah like it, it it holds together well in a way that the first two don't even if a lot of the problems are still there okay well okay so looking at my notes episode one uh first note was that the architectural design for Otogungo is actually pretty cool kinda like I don't know if it's, it's not exactly steampunk but it's like a lot of intricate metalwork but underwater city um stuff um it kinda reminds me of Samurai Jack mm. which is funny because Clone Wars yeah you know they got the Samurai Jack guy to do uh uh a Star Wars thing. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I also anyway, I didn't realize how on. often Qui-Gon <laughs> used the mind trick in the movie. Like, I remembered the mind trick failing when he tried to do it on Watto, but he uses a mind trick to, you know, get Boss Nass to give him a ship. He uses a mind trick on Jar Jar when Jar Jar's panicking that is, like, so successful that he just passes out. Um, yeah, it looks <laughs> like those are the two examples I wrote, but Qui-Gon mind tricks a lot of people. Um, let's see. Uh, Anakin slash Padme relationship is yeah. creepy, dot, dot, dot. Because he's a kid who's like showing off and saying, hey, it's... hey, new girl, I made this robot, and and in ten years we're going to be fucking. It, it's, it's amazing to me how creepy it is in one direction in hmm. episode one. And how creepy it is in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, because Anakin has a major growth spurt between movies. It's insane. Well, Padme doesn't age in ten years. (laughs) It's like, I grew four feet taller. (laughs) I am the same person from... And now I'm murdering people and being angry about it. And that's hot, right? <laughs> Genocide just gets the nethers mm. pumping. Oh, I also realized <laughs> that, that was the worst. I also realized because I watched thing. these on Disney Plus instead of watching oh. my DVDs. Um, the version of Episode One they have on there is like the extended cut, so it's got like the extended pod race scene um, and like the updated version of Yoda who looks like the Episode Two version so of Yoda. But yeah, because I remember like when the DVD came out, that's when they added, um, like in the deleted scenes menu, the extended pod race scene, and there's like a couple other added scenes. Um, but I didn't realize they had like cut that pod race scene back into like the official version of the movie. It's probably been like that since the Blu-ray cut. It it was really weird to me. It, it was really weird to me how much they kind of like forced music mm. into scenes where it doesn't belong but then like the, the whole entire 
um, pod racing scene just mm. had no music. Yeah, at all. that's probably because it was like the the extended scenes stuck in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like the pod race scene, it it's long, yeah, like but eight. I do like the idea of like chariots made yeah. with rocket engines. Like you just strap a chariot onto your rocket, and, like like it's a cool idea. Oh yeah, it's really cool. I I don't like the. I don't like the cheesy mm. announcer talking over it the whole time. Mm. I was not a yeah. big fan of that, personally. Because it didn't really fit the whole... Mm. Like, yeah. life or death thing they yeah. had going there. Then, um... I mean, that's all the notes I had on episode one, but then episode yeah. two, on the subject of, like, sports in Star Wars... Um... Like the nightclub scene, it's very brief when they're like tracking, you know, Zamwazelle as she tried to assassinate Padme. Um, they go into a nightclub and I, like, there's just a lot of like interesting like, de- like detail and stuff. It's it's kind of like a Mos Eisley cantina scene that I feel like just gets overlooked. That there's like all these like interesting like alien designs in there and there's like a screen. That's showing like robot football is a sport that exists in Star Wars. There's like a, a green, like grassy field, and there's robots that are like throwing a ball <laughs> back and forth. So, I'm wondering when we're gonna, you know, get to see robot football. You know, I, in, I didn't like, notice. It that. seems like Clone Wars would have done that. You know, they did a lot of those deep cut references. Yeah, they they. Did a lot of weird shit in general. Yeah. I mean, like, they had angels show up because Anakin mentioned, like, <laughs> angels existing on the moon of Diego, so they put them in the Clone Wars. <laughs> oh, God. Are you an angel? Yeah. I. Like. I, why does episode one exist? Because George Lucas. Like, in the way that it does. Because yeah. no one said no to George Lucas. Episode 1 is pointless, except for, like, the climax, which is pretty cool. Mm. And then... Episode 2, like, actually matters, but it's just so fucking boring that... Yeah, I mean, because like, it, it's it's a movie about, like, the start of the war, but it focuses a lot on this badly written romance. Because, I mean, it like that is important because these are the prints of Luke and Leia, but the, it, it's just not interesting. And, like, Darth Vader, when you see him in, like, the movies where he's Darth Vader, it doesn't feel like, you know, tragic romance is key to his backstory like it seems like you know he's got other dilemmas that led him down the dark path and not broken heart yeah it it it, I I don't even know how to say it but like I don't know George Lucas just isn't very good at details at all mm. like he it, it's it's clear he had a big picture idea of what he wanted to do mm. but he 
he had no idea how to get from point A to point B. Yeah. Um, and it... And also... There's just so many things that they added in that don't make sense. Like Chewbacca. Like, we've... Like, Chewbacca in R2-D2. Like, we've talked about that earlier, but... Yeah, and that's... I mean, like, Star Wars... So many Star Wars things have a tendency to be, like... Self-referential or... Using references to popular things from Star Wars as, like, a crutch... They're just like, like they they want the audience to get excited, you know, by just showing them something that they liked from a previous one. I mean, like the sequels do that even more, where it's like, hey, yeah. it's the Millennium Falcon. We didn't need to bring it back, but we did because you'll get excited. And we got X wings and Tie Fighters. They're different colors now, but they're still X wings and Tie Fighters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we have stormtroopers. They have a slightly different helmet, yep. but that's about yep. it. They got a helmet that kind of looks like a smiley face. Like it, at least, at least the clone, the clone helmets, like at least stand out as different mm. from stormtroopers, even though they're like very similar. They at least feel different. Yeah, I mean, they're they're a blend they have between a, look to them. a Mandalorian helmet. And a stormtrooper helmet. Yeah, but like when they when they got to the sequels, they were just like, "We're going to do the Empire again." Yeah, and they're going to be not any different at all. Yeah. it's just going to be a bunch of white yeah, British. Yeah, it's going to be the Empire minus any um, legitimate claim to power, and they're they're just a bunch of assholes now. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny to me in retrospect how. Um, the one thing the prequels did right was, like, portray Palpatine's, like, slow ascent to power. Mm. Um, and then in the sequels, it's just like, oh, we're the new Empire now. Um. Yeah, we're the new Empire. We got this new leader. He's a weird, mysterious Palpatine-ish guy. Who is he? Where is he from? Nobody knows. Oh, he's, he's, Palpatine made him. Palpatine's just been kicking around out in the... In the Deadlands. Yep. Hey, hey, look, we've got a Darth Vader. Hmm. Yeah, we got a Darth Vader. He's, he's look, the grandson he's of Darth Vader, and, and he's a, and everything. He's a big fanboy of his grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, we have a Death Star, except it's an even bigger Death Star, hmm. and it could wipe out more planets. Yep. It's a shotgun Death Star. <laughs> Shoots a, a multi blast. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how, as bad as the prequels are, I still like them so much more than the sequels. Mm. Yeah, I mean, at least, like, they were trying to do something different. That's it. I mean, they didn't... They they weren't cohesive, yeah. but... Also, they have good actors that just, like, are so monotone. Mm. Yeah, because, well, they, they had to I mean, read the I, dialogue they it's, were It's called... Yeah. It's because, like, Lucas just had too much power, and they were like, what the fuck is this shit that you're making yeah. me say? Probably. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it seems like they weren't allowed to really improvise or find their characters. It's like they were given a thing to say and told you have to say it this way. Yeah. And also, <laughs> there's no subtlety. It's like, I am frustrated with Obi-Wan. Mm. 
<laughs> it's like half of Anakin's dialogue is just saying how he's frustrated with people who aren't around. Mm. Yep, just throwing up red flags to everyone like uh, something's off with this guy. <laughs> it it's so weird how <laughs> he fucking kills an entire village of sand people and Padme's like Ah, oh, he he's dreamy though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fuck him and have yeah. his babies. Well, I mean, like she comes to the conclusion when it's like, well, we're about to die, so I guess let's hook up. And then they get rescued, and then she sticks <laughs> to it anyway. Yeah. Also, that whole yeah. the Jedi arena fight in there is the nerdiest <laughs> scene in all of Star Wars, as far as I'm concerned. Just like a bunch of people. With the like, lightsabers, and they're just like running in formation at you know, robots. Like it, it see, it looks like a scene straight yeah. out of you watch like a fan film. You know, like the, it, it's all just an excuse for people to get in costume and hold you know big glow sticks and swing them around. Uh, also, it they they just really wanted to. They just really wanted Padme to not be fully clothed. Well, yeah. D- did you notice that? <laughs> like, yeah, the, well, yeah, her, her the, outfit, the you know, it was. ripped in just the... You know, like, she gets clawed in the back, and it rips the entire midriff off. <laughs> yeah, like, just the midriff and her sleeve. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah. No, her outfit was designed to rip in a certain way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I don't that like like I said they're very bad at details like big picture some of it is okay but uh, damn like watching the, watching it minute to minute is just I episode two was probably the worst yeah. out of I haven't I haven't seen episode nine yet. But oh episode yeah, ep- episode nine one. is is I've worse. Seen. Yeah, yeah. It, it like aside from Anakin killing the Sand people, um, and the end where, like, oh, we're at war now. Mm. Um, I I I watched it like three days ago, and I can't remember much about it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I remember it. I just I don't know what else to say about it. But then I remember all the stuff from all the movies yeah. because I'm obsessed. Well, if I if I tried to remember, I, I could come up with it. Like, oh, Padme left, so that means um, Jar Jar is the interim senator, I guess, yeah. and he can he can apparently propose wide sweeping changes that. Um, yeah, to give Palpatine extra terms in office. Yeah. Also, doesn't I? I I know they don't want to go too far in, off in the weeds with the Senate, but does nobody ever think it's kind of weird that every time somebody offers a like a a an extension of Palpatine's powers, it's always a representative from the boo. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that it is. Which is where Palpatine is yeah. from. Yeah, no, yeah, it would have made more sense if he had, you know, 
put his like planted agent in another planet's um, you know di diplomatic group. Yeah, because it, it, it at this point it's like oh, the queen of Naboo thinks the Naboo or well I guess she doesn't actually. Yeah, no, she she's the um, one who's like no uh, Chancellor Valorum sucks. And then everyone's like, yeah, Chancellor Valorum sucks. And then Palpatine's like, and now you should pick me. And then they all picked him. Yeah. Although they did that in a scene we didn't yeah. see. You know, she just did the vote of no confidence in Valorum. And then by the end, Palpatine shows up, you know, after they've, like, fought to save Naboo. Like, hey, by the way, I'm the Chancellor now. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'm the Chancellor now. Pretty soon I'm going to have emergency powers, and then a war's going to start, and then I'll have even more emergency powers, and then when the war gets really bad, I'll have full control over mm. everything, and then I am yeah. the Senate. And then... And I'm going to get in a fight with the strongest Jedi around, and shoot my lightning at his lightsaber, and bounce it back in my own face. <laughs> Then I'll get in a fight with Yoda, and I'll throw the Senate at him. The whole fucking yeah. Senate. <laughs> I love Robot Chicken mm. Star Wars. I should have watched that, too. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Nah. I haven't actually seen an episode of Robot Chicken in forever. Yeah, there's so much Star Wars stuff to watch. Yeah. Um, so I guess episode three, mm. <laughs> which I don't know, it's just kind of good in some ways and kind of bad in the usual ways. So it it seems better than it actually is because it isn't nearly as bad as the other yeah, ones. Yeah, because like a lot of the grievous stuff is like filler, um, but yeah. the rest of it works. Like, they, they just need to get Obi-Wan out of the yeah. way for a while, basically. Yeah. yeah, so he can't be back Otherwise, there on Coruscant when Anakin yeah. has his, like, fateful moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, the climax happens too quick. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, Padme is, like, an action character in the first two, and in the third one, she just gets... The plot explained to her um, in an apartment mm. in Coruscant the whole movie until the end yeah. where she gets choked and then dies of a broken heart. Yeah, I mean, I guess they figure <laughs> because she's pregnant, she's not allowed to be in, like, big action fight scenes anymore. Yeah. Well, I, like, I, I can understand that, but, like, they could at least put her in... like different the, locations and, i mean there is sometimes she had a subplot know. that was in deleted scenes where she meets with mon mothma and mothma's like so palpatine's held on to his power for way too long and this is getting like really worrisome and it's like the origins of the rebel alliance with like padme talking to bail organa and um mon mothma but it's in deleted scenes so it, it didn't actually in the final cut yeah, that that would have been cool because I mean, Ar Argana comes in kind of out of nowhere to be like, "Hey, I'm an yeah. ally to the Jedi." Out of yeah. nowhere, 
I'm I'm just here to set up for yeah. the original trilogy. Yeah, yeah, I guess he does just kind of come out of nowhere in the, the actual cut of the movie. Yeah, because he's, he's not in um, episode yeah. one or two. Or if he is, he's in the background. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, and then I think in three, in a, like he might show up at the start in, in episode, when they first, you know, crash land the ship, and he's like one of the senators, you know, telling Anakin what a good job he did before he goes runs off to talk to Padme. Yeah, that that might be. I don't. the The first one I remember him, the first scene I remember him in is like after the Jedi temples mm, are. Yeah, being where he's attacked. like. Hey, I gotta and see what's going up. on here. Oh, you're murdering children. Well, I should probably run. <laughs> yeah, and then they, then they just yeah, they let just him let go. him continue to be a senator yes. for the next twenty like, years, <laughs> despite all that he's seen. Until, until his planet blows up. Yep. Nobody has a happy ending in Star Wars. Mm, nope. It's a it's a terrible world where horrible things happen to everyone. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think if anybody did a nice ending ever, or even just like a regular. I mean, I guess like Yoda got to just die in his sleep. Yeah, but also. I mean, he was living in a swamp um, for twenty years, but. Yeah, also, like, 20 years before he died, he oversaw the complete destruction of the mm. order he dedicated his life to, <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, the state of the galaxy has been falling apart in both the old and the new timeline. It's always falling apart in some way. I mean, I think in the sequel trilogy, yeah. like, it doesn't seem like there's much of a government at all, so everything is just a horrible mess. Um, the old expanded universe, it was more like, like, there was the New Republic that, like, they fought off the Empire long enough that, you know, the Empire basically surrendered, but then the Yuuzhan Vong invaded and they had to team up with the Empire, so there was, like, um, after that they had, like, a galactic alliance that was, like, a fusion of the Empire and, um, the New Republic, but then by the legacy era 150 years in the future it had kind of segmented again into like a republicish like there was like a republic but also there was an empire but the empire was run by jedi but then the sith kind of overthrew that and also there were jedi who were separate and like it got all fragmented again and there was like a big like four five-way war going on in that series between all these different factions that sounds complicated as shit yeah it was pretty cool though i bet but uh, yeah have we covered all the prequels and clone wars and and star well, wars we didn't really talk much about clone wars oh the um 2003 yep. mini series yep by the it's way it's really good very stylish. It is. Its version of it's... Grievous is so much cooler than anything. Even, even the the 3D Clone Wars Grievous is like, you know, that he was already turning into a joke in Episode Three, and they just make him a full joke in the 3D Clone Wars. But yeah, at that point, he's he's 
he's just blatantly like a coward that will never yeah get into a fair fight yeah unless he is absolutely forced to and he's like just like, you know, stuck with all these you know stupid battle droids who you know don't know how to do anything and he like he gives them orders and they just fuck it up yeah like apparently he's supposed to be like a master tactician mm. According to the 2003 Clone Wars, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and... Like, like, they talk about how... And even, like... They, they've never seen droids maneuver that good. Yeah, like, his super battle droids were actually, like, fearsome in that show in ways that they, they aren't... You know, when, when battle droids and super battle droids all became just a bunch of idiots. Yeah, like, I mean, fucking R2-D2 can kill two super battle droids. Yeah, he just, like, sprays oil on them and... Broke, like blows them up. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of dumb things in Star Wars, and like the whole because like when I was as a kid watching these movies, I I watched the the Clone Wars animated series in between when two and three came out, and like I had, you know, I recorded a marathon of it on VHS, so I watched it a bunch of times, and the whole like four, the Grievous having four arms. They did that reveal so much better in the cartoon that it's like you already had the tension of him like oh, yeah. hunting these Jedi trying to you know kidnap Chancellor Palpatine and like they get locked in a standoff with him and then he just segments his arms and like uh huh I got two more lightsabers and then that like you know the the they're outmatched at that point they can't stop him yeah like they they've it's basically two Jedi against Grievous at that point. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, they had and both they of his lightsabers locked against his sabers, and then he just reaches, he snaps his arms in half and grabs two more lightsabers. Yeah, yeah. Basically, um, the Clone Wars miniseries is better than anything else the prequels had to offer. Yeah, yeah it is. It's like a taste of. I mean, you know, like a lot of expanded universe stuff it's like like the movies have some good ideas but they don't really do that much with them or you know do them in a way that is like well written but then you know like other creative talents will take those ideas and like expand on them and do like good stories with them yeah like uh like clone wars and the original Battlefront games like are are basically like what what can you do with Star Wars when you ignore like all the um like petty drama kind of yeah of the the main Star Wars movies and like Knights of the Old Republic like what, what can you just do with the world yeah and, and like like Knights of the Old Republic the whole way the Jedi work in that game is you know based on the prequels it's it's got the whole like council and uh you know like meeting and discussions of whether or not a person can be trained and stuff like it it it's patterned after the prequels but it takes like you know it, it does it in a different way that it works better than the way it was you know done in the prequels and then it kind of blends in like elements of the original trilogy too that you've got you know like you, you like they go to like Tatooine and there's you know groups there that aren't 
like high tech or fancy. They're a little more down to earth. You got like ships that are you know, kind of run down. That you know, it's not all shiny and new the way it is in the prequels. Yeah. Because yeah, like the 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 prequels, like aside from some of the battle scenes, like they don't really like they don't really go into like the the dingy like um like underbelly of the galaxy, like mm. most of the original trilogy um, takes place in. Yeah. Or. Yeah, aside from, like... A a good bit of... Yeah, aside from, like, Tatooine in Episode 1, and maybe that one nightclub scene in Episode 2, everything else is, yeah, very, like, well-to-do places. Or Geonosis, which was just a coliseum in the middle of a desert, from what we could see. Yeah, and Mustafar, which is supposed to be, like, this terrible place to yeah, be. Yeah, it's like a mining facility but, on a lava planet. Yeah, I mean, it's just there for the big dramatic climax between Anakin and Obi-Wan. Yeah, I mean, that was cool because, I mean, like, as a kid, I had a, a book that, you know, it was like, the prequels weren't out yet, but it talked about, like, um... It said that like the, when Anakin became Vader, he had fought Obi Wan on the side of a volcano, and then like either like fell into the lava or got like burned or something, and that's why he has to wear this Vader suit. So like the whole volcano battle story had been there for like a decade before Episode Three came out, but it was cool seeing like they actually stuck to that and didn't change it. That is pretty cool. Because it, it also said in that book that, I mean, like, does... Boba Fett wears Mandalorian armor, which was worn by the Mandalorians who fought the Jedi during the Clone Wars. And then Episode 2 came out, and it's like, well... I mean, I guess the clones were clones <laughs> of a Mandalorian, but there's no Mandalorians here. And then Clone Wars 3D came out and then, you know, fixed that. And they're like, actually, yeah, there was another side thing going on with Mandalorians fighting Jedi. Though I think that that story was really like the whole like Knights Guild Republic backstory. Sorry, my of, like, earphones fell out, and uh, I had to pick up a dog. Okay, yeah. No, nah, I was just talking about Mandalorians so, versus Jedi. How that was. I mean, it was kind of retcon to be like an old Republic thing instead of a Clone Wars thing. But then 3D Clone Wars also did make it a Clone Wars thing. So yeah. Yeah, I. The, I imagine that the canon of Star Wars, like, but before Disney got it, was so. Like, there's probably like a, a web of things that may or may not be true based on. Yeah. Whatever. Well. Other things invalidate it. Yeah, I mean, it was, and then when Disney took over, it became even more that because even though they decanonized a lot of stuff it was all left like ambiguously like until we contradict this it might be canon or it might not you don't know (laughs) the disney thing has made star wars even harder for me to discuss i I feel like that this podcast has got to be evidence of that 
that any time I try to talk about Star Wars, I have to couch it in terms of what is and is not currently canon. Because it, it's just such a mess yeah. that there's now, like, two major continuities behind things. You know, I, I, I try to explain a story that I like, and I have to say, like, well, but also, it contradicts this thing because it's not canon anymore, even though it was. Um, like, but, yeah, I mean, th there were always issues of, like, things contradicting things, um... I actually, I read an interesting yeah. article that was talking about how like revisionism is just has always been a thing in Star Wars, like from the beginning when like you know Episode Four came out and then they re-released it and gave it the subtitle like Episode Four: A New Hope, um, and then like then they did you know the special yeah. editions, all those changes. Like the movies have been changed and edited and rewritten and redone. And the stories, you know, like, what is currently canon and what is not, you know, it, it changes. Like, every five to ten years, there's, you know, a major shift or something. Something is retconned, something is rewritten. Because um, it, 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 it was an article, like, talking specifically about how, you know, Boba Fett, you know, they brought him back from the dead in Mandalorian and did the whole... Uh, making Django be a, like a foundling, which I don't think the article got into the fact that, that came from a comic from the old expanded universe, but like they were saying, like, yeah, that's a retcon of uh, the thing about Django not being a Mandalorian from Clone Wars because that apparently the reason that happened is because George Lucas, when he was working on the Clone Wars, said, no, the Fets aren't Mandalorians. They're just a couple guys who found the armor. Or one guy and his clone son who found a suit of armor. But then, you know, George doesn't get to say what's what's George true and what's not an anymore. Sometimes. So. Yeah, no, he's frequently an idiot. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, at least, you know, when I was watching Clone Wars as it was coming out, I think I, like, I blamed Filoni for a lot of the changes, but now I'm seeing, like, no, it was really Lucas. It was still Lucas doing the stupid stuff and Filoni just had to go along with it been making amends ever since it's like Rebels fixed a few things and you know Mandalorian is fixing some things that they had you know fucked up during uh, Clone Wars yeah I mean I, I've said this before but I'm kind of un under the opinion that um, even if you make something out of continuity like just just go for it like it doesn't like if you want to make a story that contradicts continuity just make an mm. out of continuity story like don't like if you have an idea just go for it and just I, mean, I think that that's kind of what they've been like, doing it's just that they they end up calling it all continuity anyway even though they're not paying attention to it yeah yeah, like see that that's that's the thing about comics that um, mm. that sometimes annoys me is that they'll often have like big revelations in comics that they're like this kind of sucked. Yeah. Let's walk it back when they could have just made that kind of story out of continuity and you know like just told 
told the story the way they want wanted without having to fit it with mm. everything that's already happened. But no, um, Spider-Man made yeah. a deal with the devil. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, like Star Wars has had, like they used to have a thing called Infinities, which was like a timeline that is not. It's it was a category for like anything that isn't part of the timeline. That it it's just like fun one-off stories or like interesting what-if stories, and they would just put them all in this Infinities category on the timeline to tell you these aren't in timeline continuity they're just you know interesting stories um and like that you know it was nice like i i liked that they had that eventually they tried to retcon it into saying like well the ones that can fit in canon we're going to like stuff them back into canon but (laughs) (laughs) just can't leave well enough alone huh no star wars is run by the type of nerd who you know, created the Legend of Zelda timeline, and they just have to make everything count, even though it has no right to count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're talking about a, a series that, like, the prequels are based on, like, some kind of mm. vague prophecy that Anakin's supposed to fulfill that nobody knows the origins of or if it's true or mm. how to interpret it if it is true. Like, like, that's the kind of world we're dealing with, and now we have to deal with writers who, like, are just trying to make the best story they can, and have to try to fit it into this mm. wider universe that might contradict, like, their strengths. <laughs> I don't, like, it's, uh, I don't know, like, bigger media just in general, just kind of yeah. is a mess for me. Um, should we stick on the Star Wars topic and talk about the Disney uh, announcements of all the you know many spinoffs and series and stuff that they're making? Sure, because I don't know any of them, and I would like to okay. hear about I them. I had loaded up the tweet, because they, they announced a shitload of stuff. What? Okay, I... It's being dumb. Um, but I do remember them, so while I'm reloading it, I can... Uh, um, talk about, okay, why are you downloading stuff? No, don't. Okay. Um, stupid phone. Okay, well, while I'm scrolling to them... Uh, let's, okay, so Mandalorian is getting a season three, and it's also getting two spin-off shows confirmed i've heard rumors Yay. of another like a boba fett one but the ones that are confirmed are an ahsoka show which we kind of knew was coming it's you know gonna focus on probably ahsoka hunting thrawn and trying to find ezra yeah. and stuff um and then um let's see. okay why is this okay. yeah still just trying to get this uh figure out this tweet thing because it was showing me other people's tweets and that's not right um okay uh yeah so yeah they're doing that uh, and they're doing one call oh here they are um rangers of the new republic doesn't say what it is i, I assume it's focused either on uh cara dune 
who was in season one who's now like a marshal of the new republic or probably like like the the x-wing pilots that we've seen like you know it could be a lot of things i don't know it's just i mean it is interesting that at least they're not doing like the sequels did and talking about the resistance you know like the not rebels like we're actually going to let the rebels have a legitimate government at least for however many years that existed and see <laughs> like what you know post you know yeah. war with the empire what is the rebellion like now that they're the new republic so i guess that's what that show is yeah because like there's a mm. there's so many holes they can fill there because, I mean, it's like you said earlier. They in the original trilogy and the sequels, like there doesn't seem to be any kind of ruling body aside from the emperor. Yeah, yeah. Because the emperor um, living in secret, and there was the New Republic capital that got blown up in Episode Seven, but we never saw anything that happened there until it blew up. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah. I, don't, I mean, we don't need to get into like Senate discussions as in hmm. the prequels, but like it would be nice to see how anything functions. I yeah. guess. I mean, like the old canon had that, but then the new canon was like, no, we need a new rebellion and a new empire, and they need to fight so that we can, you know remake the originals yeah. while still keeping in continuity with them. Yep. We we need to remake the original movies and then we need to bring in a new voice who says, no, let's bring it in a new direction. And then bring back the first and voice then, and say, no, we're bringing it back in this direction. Except even worse. Yeah, and then make it terrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then the next... <sighs> There's so many bad things you can say about the sequels. It's yeah, fun. Yeah, I mean, that'll be next week, uh, next two weeks. Two weeks from now, we're going to... Yeah, I, I finally get to watch episode yep. nine. For Yay. Christmas. That's your Christmas present. Oh. Oh, Maybe yeah, that would nine. be, yeah. like, what? Oh, yeah. yeah, next one will be, yeah, day oh, after Christmas is the planned recording day for that. Um... So is it just the three movies, or are we doing, like, Rogue One um, and Solo? We and can if like you that? want. They don't tie into it story-wise at all. But... I, I say we don't, because I've already seen Rogue One, and I, I was not hmm. impressed. And I've heard a lot about Solo, and hmm. I'm not interested. Well, if you're so. not impressed with Rogue One, you're going to love the next Star Wars spin-off show. It's Andor. Rogue 2? No. It's Andor. <laughs> uh, the story of Cassian Andor, oh. the main rebel guy from that movie. Before he died in that movie. <laughs> who, who the fuck cares? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it, it's a show <laughs> made for people who liked Rogue One. And, and people who like rebels, I guess? That's all the show really is going for. It's a show about rebels. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've already seen... said in the past the, the rebel versus empire aspect of Star Wars is not that interesting to me. 
Like I prefer, you know, the Jedi I, and the Sith and like the bounty hunters and stuff. Like I, I like when they when they take a uh, like more of like a, a street level view of it of the wars, like uh, like in Clone Wars or the Battlefront games. Mm. But I mean, as far as like telling a full story in that setting, eh, I mean. Mm. Yeah, it's not magic space wizards. Yeah. With um light swords. Yeah, so. I mean even you know, even stuff like like bounty hunters, like the dark and gritty, you know, like kind of scummy noirish Star Wars, like I enjoy that. Um but when it's, you know, like the rebels and they're talking about hope and um you know, like they're, it's like a war movie, but also supposed to be inspirational. It, it just, it's not, that's not interesting to me. Um, now, if you, if they made one about like crazy ass Saw Gerrera or something, that might be slightly mm-hmm. interesting. Maybe. Just because. I mean, even. Hmm. Uh, just because he's, he's different than like the regular. Um, rebel idealists that they usually show. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even, like, if, you know, like, they focused more on, like, the mission, like, I don't know, like a rebel espionage mission or something. Like, that could be interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, like, like the One rebels cartoon was really more about, like, Jedi than it was about, I mean, it, it had stuff about rebels, but also, you know, the main character was the Jedi. Yeah. Um, okay, next spin-off show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, featuring Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader. No. So, Ewan McGregor uh, is back, right. I'm, and I'm also Hayden Darth Vader. I don't know why, because James Earl Jones is the voice of Darth Vader, so who cares who's the body in the suit? I mean, what, is he going to take his helmet off? You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> Also, why is Darth Vader in the Obi-Wan show? I mean, I... I don't know. I feel like the Obi-Wan... There was an Obi-Wan book called Kenobi that was really good. It was just like a western where Obi-Wan is like settling in on Tatooine and has to solve a dispute between Tusken Raiders and the settlers there. Um, like that kind of story could be cool, but from what I've heard of this Obi-Wan series, I'm not sure how it's going to turn out. Because it sounds like Obi-Wan might decide to leave Tatooine yeah. and go off somewhere and apparently run into Darth Vader at some point. Wait. Which doesn't make much sense because he vowed to watch over Luke. Yeah. It, it, it's. Yeah, it doesn't feel right, does it? I mean, I, I guess we'll see. Like. I, I mean, like, the, the, the only way an Obi-Wan show works in my head as if it's kind of like a kind of like a wandering samurai kind of thing mm. where he like just visits random places on Tatooine yeah and like solves a problem yeah. or or whatever yeah. but I mean and they've already done that a couple times in Mandalorian but I guess that also proves that it works yeah that, that, that's 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 the thing though is that they've been to Tatooine like 
two or three times in Mandalorian already. Yeah. And that's basically the exact same idea that I was just thinking of. Yeah. So, eh. Um, yeah, the next show is uh, The Bad Batch, which is the new animated series that they have that is, like, a continuation of the Clone Wars, focusing on this group of clones that they introduced in the last season of the show. It looks, based on the trailer, like every other animated show they've done. So... Yeah. I, I don't know what else to say about it. I'll but, take it. I mean, it seems like it is more focused on the clones than, you know, like, like Clone Wars did have a lot of clone-centric episodes, but also it had a lot of Jedi stuff, and Rebels was, like, all Jedi stuff. Yeah. So this is more clone stuff, from what I can see. There's no sign of any lightsaber people in the main cast. Yeah, I... I liked a lot of the clone-centered episodes of Clone Wars, so mm. I'm in. Okay, the next one they announced is actually... It sounds pretty cool. It's called Star Wars Visions, and it's a bunch of short films made by anime creators set in Star Wars. So, Star Wars anime huh. one-shots, the series. Do they have any names attached already? Uh, not in this tweet. Okay. Yeah, it says, Star Wars Visions, an original series of animated to... short films, celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators coming in 2021 to Disney+. Plus. I might have to look in that to see what names they have attached, because that, that's interesting to me on a personal mm. level. <laughs> um, let's see, okay, and then they're doing a Lando series, which I assume is going to be a spin-off of Solo. With, like, Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah. So maybe they'll finally follow up on that, you know, teasing Darth Maul thing at the end of Solo to uh, bring him back in that show or something. Is, you know, mafioso crime boss Darth Maul. Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody really feel strong about Lando in general? Uh, maybe because he's kind of I don't know. he he's kind of like a fifth yeah, he wheel. He never really did much um, in the movies, and even like the the books, you know, they tried to have him do some stuff, but the, none of it was that memorable. And and in like the new canon, I haven't seen him do that much either. He's more like an idea of a character than he is a yeah. character. Yeah, be, because in. In the original trilogy, he's basically just, oh, he's like Han, um, except more of a swindler. Yeah. He's the guy who they set up of, to be a replacement uh, for Han in case Harrison Ford doesn't want to come back. <laughs> exactly. And then he, like, and then he exactly takes Han's place. Yeah, he's um, wearing Han's jacket as, at the end of uh, Vampire Strikes Back. Yeah, like, and like he's, oh. Guess who? Guess who takes um, the Millennium Falcon with a alien sidekick to destroy the Death Star again? Mm. It's Lando, not Han. Yeah, like he—he's—he's he's just a black Han Solo, <laughs> which yeah. isn't a terrible idea. But um, yeah, there's not really much to him, is there? Yeah, like the. The whole thing in Empire is that he he sold out Han, who I, I mean Han 
basically said I kind of fucked him over before anyway. So mm. it's not really that huge of a surprise that Lando fucks him over. Yeah. I I don't know. It, it's kind of weird. But oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so the next series they Dom announced Lover. is this one called The Acolyte, which is going to be based in the High Republic, which is the new Old Republic. You know, I mean, <laughs> and that's another thing where if I try to explain, you know, the history there, it's it's going to take forever. So just, it it's a long time ago when Jedi and apparently Sith, maybe? I don't know. It sounds like this show is going to be more focused on Sith, like ancient Sith, which could be cool. But, you know, it might make me nerd rage, depending on how they take it. So, I, I, I have been iffy on this whole High Republic thing they've been doing. I haven't read any of it, so I don't know if the stories themselves are good or not. Um, but just the concept is like... You know, I, I don't know how to feel about it. Um, and then they announced one I... more show, which is called A Droid Story. Um, let's see. This epic journey will introduce us to a new hero guided by R2-D2 and C-3PO. Which sounds like a no. cute thing for kids, I guess. C-3PO sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like proto-Jar Jar. Mm. Yep. I mean, he's R2-D2 always scared. cool. Um... Oh, also, yep, they announced um, the Indiana joke. Jones 5. Uh, Indiana Jones 5 is going to be directed by James Mangold, the guy who did Logan. Um, and it's going yeah. to be the last Indiana Jones movie, so it's the send-off for Harrison Ford. Old man Indy. Yep, Indy's going to get Logan. He'll, he'll be dead by the end <laughs> of it. Is Shia LaBeouf in it? It uh, doesn't say anything about that. It just says uh, because it'd be kind of weird if he wasn't, huh? Mm. I mean, at this point, I mean, maybe he's dead. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that'd be funny if they if they like built up Shia LaBeouf to be the new Indiana Jones, and then he died off screen in between. Yeah, movies. no, he just he goes investigating some like ancient ruin. He finds Shia's body there with his hat, and he takes his hat back. <laughs> <laughs> you should have gotten the fridge. <laughs> we should watch. We should watch the Indiana Jones movies after mm. Star Wars. All yeah. four of them, because that that sounds like it would be fun to riff on Crystal Skull mm. for a bit. Also, I haven't watched them in forever, and I like yeah. the original three, yeah, a lot. Also, I like um, the Emperor's mm. Tomb game. Um. Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb. I think Tomb. I've heard good things about it, but I haven't because played Because there's that. a... It's the one where you're on a tram, like, like, you know, like mm. a thousand feet in the air, um, like a cable car type thing, 
And you can throw mm. Nazis off of it, so that's I, mean, I remember fun. I played the one on Wii, which I think was like Staff of Kings or something. Like, it ends with a motorcycle chase where I think, like, the bad guy is holding up Moses' staff and parting the sea, and you're, like, chasing him on a motorcycle through the, like, open sea. That sounds cool. I've never played it, though. Yeah. Emperor's Tomb, um, the the end of the first area has a giant crocodile. Hmm. Um, it, it, it's like a, a puzzle you have to get to the you know the artifact in the center of the room and it's surrounded by water with a giant crocodile in it and and at at the end there's like a a one-eyed nazi who's chasing you with a a giant drill (laughs) oh yeah that that sounds really right and then and then he and then you you outrun it and then it blows up and then you fight um, an ancient Chinese guy mm. who like attained the power of the ancient Chinese emperors. Okay, so it's the Mandarin, like the comic book Mandarin. Basically, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh. oh, and your 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 hot female sidekick is like a a ninja. Okay. Oh, that's cool. She she's she's like at first I think she introduces herself at the beginning as like the the assistant of the guy who hires Indy to find mm. the thing the the secret thing that I, I forget the name of mm. the goober. But then it turns out she was Black Widow. Um, like an Iron Man too. <laughs> she she was a double agent. Um, who like tracks Indy down and is like we're working together now? Okay. Mm. Um. God, I I haven't played that game in forever. I should play it again. Mm. It's probably not good, like mechanically, but yeah, I think wasn't it like N sixty four or something? That was PS two. Um. I'm assuming it was also... Yeah, I think it on, might have been like N64 and PS2. I think it was on PC. Yeah. Maybe. I don't I don't actually know. I know there was an Indiana Jones game on N64. Because like, th- there was like the one... Th- there was like a Super NES one in the style of like the side-scrolling Super Star Wars game. So it was batshit insane. And then they had yeah. like a, an original style <laughs> one on N64, I think. Which I want to say was Emperor's Tomb. Okay, it. I know it was early PS2, so that might actually work out. Well, yeah, which would be like two thousand. I think entirely sure. Yeah, maybe two thousand one. I don't know. See, see, the fun thing about it being twenty twenty is that we have the wealth of information of the entire world at our fingertips, but we just forget about it. Well, I mean, and, I would um, have to close this tweet <laughs> thread if I was going to Google that. So, I have I, a cellular device <laughs> okay well, an, an intelligent cellular device yeah well you were googled and uh, i have the list of all the marvel stuff they announced oh i forgot star wars it wasn't on this list but i found out afterward they did confirm one movie and it's um rogue squadron being made 
by the director of Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins. So, huh. it, yeah, there's going to be a Star Wars fighter planes movie um, coming out. I so like it. Cool. Yeah. I like it a lot. I there's really not that many um, like plane based um, action movies around. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, like, there's like, the the, like top the whole gun Rogue Squadron thing. thing. It's gotten novels and video games, but it's never really gotten a good like movie or visual representation. Yeah. Huh. When, uh, when's the uh, Ace Combat movie come out? <laughs> they didn't say, I don't think. I'm guessing like <laughs> 2022 or 2023. Get on it, Disney. No. Uh, also, um, Indiana Jones and the Emperor's Tomb is on Xbox, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 2, and OS X. Oh, maybe so, I must be thinking of Xbox, because I knew... It was on a system, like an, a system that I owned, and I looked into getting it, but I didn't. So I must have been thinking of original Xbox. Yeah, that's. I should play that, but I probably won't mm. because I don't have time. Yeah, no, I, I feel you there. Um, and I, okay, so I remember it being kind, kind of long and kind of slow. So I probably wouldn't get through it even if I did start playing it. Yeah. Um, okay, so Marvel stuff. We've got WandaVision. It's coming on January 15th. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness it has a release date. I, as far as movies are concerned, I don't believe any release dates they say until the pandemic lightens up enough that we actually get theatrical release dates. Um, but Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, they, they say... Um, Directed by Sam Raimi, has ties to WandaVision and the next Spider-Man film. So, there's your confirmation, Spider-Man. Jesus Christ. Uh, homie, home, home, home. They're going to get real it's weird with it, aren't gonna they? going to be multiverse. Like, yeah. The, the MCU is going to get really weird, I think. Yeah, I mean, Which... if... Because, you know, just wait till you hear... Mm. Like, most of these are Disney Plus shows. And they're throwing some big shit into their, you know, little mini-series. Um, okay, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, March 19th is now the date for that. Um, uh, Black Widow movie still confirmed to exist. Um, Loki is coming in May of next year. And that one, it's, yeah, like, as we thought, it's, you know, the, the Loki from that endgame timeline who stole the Space Stone and started, like, bouncing around to different parts of space going on weird misadventures. Um, nice. Let's see. What if is a series of like animated shorts that are like uh, um, alternate reality versions of the MCU. Uh, Shang Chi finished production, so they were expecting it to come out in July. Um, Ms. Marvel, uh, Kamala Khan, is getting a um, a Disney Plus show. Captain Marvel Two is bringing back Kamala Khan along with Monica Rambeau, so. That's, I guess, that, okay. what that movie's going to be about is Ms. Marvel meets Captain Marvel. Um, Eternals, That's, still um, confirmed to exist. Huh. Uh, Hawkeye, 
Let's see, Hawkeye brings back Jeremy Renner and is joined by Kate Bishop, played by Haley Steinfeld. Um, She-Hulk is bringing back Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk and also Tim Roth as Abomination. Uh, really? Yep. It's about fucking time. It's only been ten years. Yeah. Yeah, it was 2008. It's a 12. It's going to be over oh, 12, 12 years. Right, it did... I forgot which one came out at the same time as yeah. uh, roughly the same time as Iron Man. Yeah, Iron Man one. one and Incredible right. Hulk came out in the same year. So yeah, and then the the other two came out in twenty ten, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And, Iron Man two. Anyway, <laughs> Iron Man two came out in twenty ten, and then Thor and Captain America both came out in twenty eleven. Okay. Um, Moon Knight. Yeah. They're they're still making Moon Knight. He's you know got to get his goddamn. Where's my fucking Moon Knight? Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, this is the big one: Secret Invasion, starring Nick Fury and Talos. So, <laughs> the the Scrolls Secret yeah. Invasion is a Disney Plus show. It's not a movie, which is kind of mind blowing, especially because like they set that up at the end of Far From Home with like. Nick Fury in space, and that's set up for a Disney Plus show. Yeah, they're kind of um, so the multiverse apparently is really also going to be like we're going to have a bunch of mini series that are just as important as our movies. Yeah, that Disney is starting to kind of really push Disney Plus, I guess. Yeah, I mean, they really like they, need to start putting out DVDs like, of this Disney Plus stuff, because, like, if it's going to be as important as the movies, I want it on my shelf with the movies, and not just, you know, in the digital ether. Yeah, but then you, they don't get a steady stream of income. Mm. I mean, they're, they're getting that anyway, because you want to see it when uh, it comes out. Like, you put out the DVD, like, 6 to 12 months after the show airs on, on the service. Yeah, um, okay, I guess Iron I don't Heart know anything is about getting making a money. Okay, Iron Heart. Um, there's Rhodey, uh, War Machine, is getting his own show called Armor Wars, which is based on the Armor Wars storyline where other people's. I, I assume probably Justin Hammer will come back, and you know, successfully develop his own Iron Man suit, and now everybody's got Iron Man suits. Um. I like Justin Hammer. <laughs> yeah, they didn't confirm Justin Hammer. They just said it's, you know, James, you know, Don Cheadle returns as James Rhodes, a.k.a. War Machine, in Armor Wars. A classic Marvel story about Tony Stark's worst fear comes true. Uh, what happens when his tech falls into the wrong hands? And then we've got... I mean, didn't uh, that happen, like, two or three times? Like, every, <laughs> every single one of his movies, yeah. Um, <laughs> Guardians. Of- I mean, it literally happened in Iron Man one and two. Yeah. And uh, three? No. No, uh, no. They were too busy but, having yeah. people who could explode. Yeah. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, written and directed by James Gunn, coming in twenty twenty two. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I want it. And also, I they're having a it. series of shorts about Baby Groot called "I Am Groot," 
Huh. Um, Weird title. Let's see. Well, I don't, I don't know what it has to do with anything. Um, let's see. Thor Love and Thunder is going to have Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. What the fuck? <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, actually. Um, let's see. They reconfirm you know the new Blade with Marshala Ali. Um, Ant Man Three is called Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. And um, all the main cast of Ant-Man and the Wasp are back. Also, we've got Jonathan Majors as Kang the Conqueror. Um, Black I, Panther 2, confirming that they're not going to recast Chadwick Boseman. Um, and then... Okay, and then the last one is that uh. John Watts, the director of you know, Spider-Man Home trilogy um is going to be directing a fantastic four movie hmm. so fantastic four are back that that yeah i i don't know fantastic four doesn't really excite me yeah it's but it's a property that is like you know i guess to a certain generation, it's inter- it was it was more of a thing in like the sixties, seventies. Um, you know, it, it's that kind of like fun yeah. sci-fi. Um, and like historically, like it's important as like setting the tone for a lot of the Marvel stuff moving forward from the sixties onward. But it hasn't held up as well as a lot of the other stuff they've done. Yeah, cause like you, you think about Fantastic Four, and you think of like, l- like you said, like really like pulpy sci-fi shenanigans. Yeah, it's like um, goofy '60s sci-fi. Yeah, e- either that or like when comics wanted to get mature, and they made Reed Richards basically a supervillain, mm. who, or like they murdered Human Torch so they could be like, "There's a death in the family." <laughs> and now Spider-Man's yeah. taking his place because Spider-Man was part of the Fantastic Four once. But he's not going to wear his bombastic <laughs> Bagman costume because this is not a joke. <laughs> no, so there's a there's a dead guy. Of course it's not a joke. Yeah. Although he came back after like a year because comics. Yeah. Because nobody ever fucking dies. Yeah. I mean, like some or sometimes rather, they do uh, die for it, like anybody really important doesn't stay dead, but other characters like like Mysterio was dead for like at least ten years, I think, when he killed himself in that one Daredevil comic. And he came back once, <laughs> but then he had a big hole in his head, and he's like, "I'm here from hell," but otherwise he's he stayed dead until he just mysteriously came back and only now like 10 years after that are they explaining how that happened because they just kind of wrote it off as you know, like dude, oh it was a mysterious thing s- but no it was Wait, Harry Osborn when you say who somebody killed them so Harry Osborn is the, the Harry guy, Osborn is the, Kindred the what's his face? yeah it, it's confirmed Harry Osborn okay. is Kindred now they're just like slowly revealing what it is he wants I mean, now that he like he broke that, Spider-Man's neck, so he could you know take him to hell to 
make him atone for his sins or whatever. Like, it's not clear exactly. It seems like it has something to do with one more day, though. That he's, you know, mad that, at that Peter says, about that. That's as shocking as um, Palpatine being Darth Sidious. Mm. Yeah, it, it's, I mean, it's a twist that a lot of people guessed, but, you know, then at least, you know, the writer, you know, Nick Spencer has, you know, he didn't try to, you know, uh, see that everybody guessed the answer and then switch it to something that doesn't make sense just so you can preserve the, the shock. You know, it's like, he accepts that yeah. it's like, well, people guessed it, that's fine. Um, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like It's not like... It's not like the fucking Arkham Knight where they tell you it's a completely original character, but it's just Red Hood renamed something else. Yeah, no, I don't think at any point he ever like confirmed or denied that it was Harry or anyone else. You know, it just like you just don't answer that question when people say, "I think it's this," and it's like, "Well, you you can keep thinking that. I'll tell you who it is eventually, like fifty issues from now." Yeah, read read the books and you'll find out eventually. Yeah. But yeah. Um, also, when you, when you said uh, Mysterio killed himself in a Daredevil comic, mm. if you don't know what any of those things mean, you'll just think it was a horrible accident. <laughs> mm. Like, like he's just a Daredevil who died in a <laughs> terrible, yeah. um, like motorcycle accident. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you think Ray Mysterio, the wrestler, <laughs> just... died in a in Daredevil accident <laughs> in the comic book? <laughs> he, he got tired of wrestling and took up um, what, what what would I guess stunt driving would be the the actual term. Mm. Uh, <laughs> that'd be that'd be hilarious, honestly. Mm. Uh, and we're up to two hours, and I still haven't talked about uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about. Me neither, but I can talk about mine next week because I'm going to be playing it again. Mm. Now, I got to talk about mine now because I will not be replaying it. It So, okay. Have I mentioned on the show about Drawn to Life 3 coming out? I feel like I probably said something like short about it. You might have mentioned it, but I don't I don't think you uh elaborated on it at all okay um yeah because drawn to life 3 came out on um I think monday last monday and i was on like a I, I took a short vacation so i i downloaded it on monday and i beat it over the course of monday and tuesday um it's not as short as i thought it would be because i mean it's a download only game it didn't have like a boxed version so i thought oh this is just gonna be quick like it's it's co-releasing on like steam and mobile um, but no, it, like it had more to it than that. Um, honestly, I can't really recommend it as a game. It it wasn't very fun. Like the the gameplay isn't as fun. But I played it because I was really big into the first two back on DS. I'm not gonna count the one on Wii. It was crap. It felt like it was done by a different team. Um, but the original two yeah. on DS, like I loved them back when they came out and. But, yeah, um, I mean, I feel like in order to get into even what happens in the third one, I have to talk about the first and second, and, I mean, strap yourself in, this is gonna get weird. 
So, oh boy. Okay. So, so Drawn to Life One is a it it's a DS game. The premise is that you get to draw your own, you know, hero player character. Like they, they give you like a template, and it's like you draw the torso and the head and the arms and the legs, and then it will animate your character based on those. And you get to like throughout the levels, you're drawing like platforms. You know, they'll say like draw a fluffy cloud, and you draw whatever the hell you want, and it operates like a fluffy cloud. You jump on it, and you kind of sink through it. Um, <laughs> and, like, you, you draw, like, a gun that shoots starfish, or whatever. Um, so it's, it's, like, it's a fun, cute game. Um, the, the story of it is that you, the player, are basically God. Like, there's, like, this village of these, like, rabbit people called Raposa, and they are under threat because one of them, this guy named Wilfrey, um, tried to... He, he tried to use... They have this, like, book. I think it was called, like, the Book of Creation. That whenever you, like, write things in it, they come to life. So he tried to, you know, write his own designs into there. And it all just turned into these, like, shadowy, messy monsters. And it, like, corrupted him and turned him into, like, a shadow monster himself. And so he's like, shadows are threatening this world so the rabbit people pray to you their god to send them a hero to save them so you use the book of creation and draw this hero and then you go through like a bunch of platforming adventures collecting pages that were torn out of the book and they let you like fill in designs and stuff um and as you're going you're like rescuing the raposa and they're all these like weird and quirky um like rabbit people characters um, there's just, there's a whole bunch, you know, there's like a pirate one and a vampire one and a farmer and a policeman and a, you know, like a ninja and, um, you know, just a bunch of like weird and wacky characters. Um, the main characters, there, there's a mayor and I guess like the main character is the daughter of the mayor. Uh, her name's Mary and she has her best friend, Joey. Um, <laughs> So Mary and Joey are like the main characters and like the mayor is kind of important. Um, toward the end of the game, there's like a shocking twist where Wilfrey, he's, he's like, he shows up now and then and he'll say some ominous stuff. He ends up killing the mayor and then, you know, it, it, like sudden dark twist for this Jeez. cute game. He like murders the mayor and <clears throat> then you have like the final world where you, you know, fight through some levels and then beat him or you, you fight a giant scorpion and then you fight Wilfrey um, but yeah and then he like I guess he, it seems like he's destroyed at the end of that fight like it, it's kind of ambiguous but um, then like the end of the game it's a, it, like they have like a really nice ending song uh, which it's so like Mar after Mary's father the mayor dies she you know, becomes the new mayor but she knows like she's not ready for it she like she's you know uncomfortable with the job meanwhile joey's been talking to the pirate captain and hearing about like oh we're gonna go off on a treasure hunting adventure so he's ready to leave town and she doesn't want him to leave and so at the end of the game like throughout the credits they have this song it's a really nice song called uh, this is not the end where it's like mary's walking around town remembering all the fun times you had as Joey's about to leave town and then like right at the end like she turns and sees he's still there and you know he decided to stay for her so you know cute touching ending to the game um 
and then you get to the second one, uh, Drawn to Life, the next chapter, where it starts off with this weird thing of, like, uh, like, you're being asked a series of questions, like, do you remember what happened that night? And, like, you're having to draw things, and it doesn't make sense what it is you're drawing or what it's about. Um, and then you get into the main game, and it's, uh, like, you know, the, we're supposed to need your help again. Wilfrey is back. He started stealing the color from the world. Everything's grayed out now. And you have to travel to different, like, continents in that world and, uh, find the thing to restore the color. But as that's all unfolding, Wilfrey shows up and tells you that he's stealing the color from the world because he's discovered that the world is, like, a dream in the mind of someone who, you know, you find out eventually who it is, but the, the world is a dream, and the, I guess by stealing the color, he's able to stall the dream from ending, because, you know, the, the, the world will end if the dreamer wakes up. Um, but then the other reposted decide hmm. that it's like, no, it, you know, if this is all a dream, then we need to, you know, save the dreamer, like, that's the important thing, and Wilfrey's being selfish. So, you know, you defeat him, you restore the color to the world, and you light this, like, torch that finally awakens the dreamer and so so in the first game a couple of the you know wacky side characters you meet there's this one named heather who she every time she tries to talk it just comes out of silence like she can't talk she can't communicate and half her face is like covered in shadow or like that, that kind of shadowy mass of like the shadow creature things um and then there's another character whose name is mike and he's just a regular human and he's, like, confused about what he's doing there. I think he might even say that he thinks he's dreaming. And that, um, you know, mostly they just make a bunch of jokes about how, like, he's a human and they're all rabbit creatures, so his ears look really small. Um, but, yeah, so it turns out Mike actually is dreaming, and this is his world, I guess, sort of. Because at the end of the second game, uh, after, you know, you light the torch, it goes into this, like, credits montage thing where there's, you know, again, a really nice song, but it's, I mean, it, it took a while for this one to grow on me because it was shocking the first time I saw it. It's the song called Real Life, and it's, um, so you see, like, a montage of, like, paintings showing, you know, these two kids who are, you know, Mike and Heather as humans. Like, they go to a carnival... And then, like, uh, it starts to rain. So, you know, they, they get in the car with their parents. They're driving off. And then, like, they... Like, it, it's so dark that, you know, like, they don't see until, like, it's too late. That there's, like, a truck oncoming. So they swerve off the road, smash into a tree. Parents are killed on impact. Uh, the... The two kids are, like, rushed to the hospital. Jesus. Heather, she's, like, awake, but half of her face is bandaged up from her injuries. And that's why, you're like, her face is in shadow. And Mike is comatose. And, like, Mike is the dreamer who, you know, like, this dream is, like, the, a dream in the mind of a comatose child is this whole cute rabbit game. And, um, and then so. there's this song playing that is, like, it... It's a woman singing, so I think it's, it's supposed to be from Heather's perspective about, like, you know, see the lyric. I mean, I can't recite the lyric. It's like, 
Create a place through shapes and shades, build a blinding stage where beauty is made, and when your colors fade, everything will change. Trying hard to imagine better, daydream him, I'll wait forever, I'll pray that our paths blur together. You might not be true, but it's the best I can do, if only to keep a little piece of you. Uh, I can't, yeah, and like, she, she's basically, like, she's imagining this world where her brother is still okay and alive. And, you know, as he's, like, comatose, and I guess, like, the color fading is, like, you know, it seems like, you know, he's, like, his life is fading. And then, like, over the course of the song, it's, like, he, you know, revives. And it's, honestly, the song makes me cry when I listen to it. But, um, but, yeah, and then, like, the last, Jeez. the last shot is showing, when they were at the carnival, they had won, like, a couple stuffed toy that, you know, the... The cute little rabbit toys are the toys that they won at the carnival. Oh, uh, and it's just like like damn, that was I was not expecting that. Um, so that came out in two thousand nine. That that, that that seems like like every like fan theory mm. of a kid's cartoon ever, except, except it, actually it was done actually, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that was so that was that was the end of that game. It was apparently so shocking that when they re-released the game as, like, a bundle of, like, the first and second games, they changed the ending to be, like, a, a more... Like, the paintings are actually, like, disturbing because they look, you know, like they're, they're like kind of, like, realistic children's book-looking style uh, of, like, portrait, where... Yeah, so they changed it to be like you know cartoony, and it was like, oh, Mike climbed up a tree and he fell and he bonked his head, and that's you know why he's you know, you know needs to wake up or whatever. And like I honestly I hate that because I just I love I've grown to love how just upsetting and shocking the ending of that game was. Um, yeah, that that sounds. Um. <laughs> I don't know. It, it's weird talking about it when I haven't mm. played it, but that sounds like softening the blow for no reason. Yeah. Well, I yeah. I mean, know. like the original end. Like it doesn't. Like tonally, it must have been you know, especially because this it's like a cute game about drawing a cartoon character to save a world of cartoon rabbits. Like you know that that ending was just out of nowhere and shocking. But like, so I understand why they would want to change it, but. Like I appreciate the balls they had to do that ending in the first place. So, yeah. First game was two thousand seven. Second game was two thousand nine. The series has been on hiatus for eleven years, and now it finally comes back. So, I was worried that the new one was was just going to like either stick to that stupid like falling out of a tree ending, or just you know pretend that all that like horrible tragedy didn't happen. Um, but no. They actually do keep to it. If anything, they keep to it a little too much. Because um, this one, it's like... I mean, for one thing... Uh, the, the whole metaphysics of this world is getting really confusing. More so than it already was. Because the Raposa world still exists. And it's presented as like a parallel world to the human world. Um... And so, like, they ask, you know, Mary asks the creator to make a hero again to come and go into the human world and, like, check on Mike and try to, you know, invite him back to the Raposa world so they can go on fun adventures or something. Um, and in the human world, like, they, 
they spend like half the game like alluding to the ending of the second game without like saying it outright. You know, like they mentioned that like like Mike and Heather they're there, and they're just like doing kid stuff, but like they don't have parents. They're living with their aunt and uncle, um, who they decide to name Uncle Owen, which it took me a while to realize. Wait, that's a Star Wars thing, isn't it? Oh, but they <laughs> oh mentioned he, you know, that they're living with their uncle Owen. Um, but otherwise, yeah, it's like like they're they're like going around like the human town, and apparently the the shadow. The thing that I th- in in the original games was more just like Wilfrey's sin, basically, but now it's like its own entity, and it escaped into the human world, and now it's making people like angry. And the hero in this game is equipped with a notebook that lets you like enter people's imagination and purge them of this like dark influence, which is interesting. But the way you go about doing that is you play some like stupid platformer puzzles and then it's like and now you cured their anger or whatever um but yeah uh but so so like they spend like half the game kind of alluding to you know like the death of their parents and stuff and then it comes out that you know like like they, they just they say outright yes their parents died there was a funeral and everyone in town was broken up about it they were all like pointing fingers and blaming each other and saying like you know if only like we hadn't had that carnival come to town if only, like for some reason they blame this one deputy in town for like i guess his negligence somehow resulted in the parents deaths i mean from what i remember of the ending that unless he was driving the truck that wasn't the case it was just it was dark it was rainy they went off the road and crashed into a tree. You know, it wasn't anybody's fault. It was just a tragedy. But they decide to, you know, blame this one guy. And so there's, like, a confrontation where, like, Mike is screaming at him. And the hero has to go and, like, you know, go into the deputy's, like, dark emotions and get rid of his guilt. And go into Mike's dark emotions and get rid of his anger. And um, and then, yeah, there's, like, this, you know... that's new... like, Psychonauts uh, level. Yeah in terms of story but it's still presented as like cute like just very cute looking animations like like even when they're like flashing back to the funeral they don't swap into that like darker painting style of the end of the second game it's still cutesy even as they're like talking about like even like they have other like tragedy stuff going on too like mike has a new friend this girl Allie, who is having issues with like her parents are fighting and her dad like ran out of the house and went off to go hang around the police station or something and like you have to go talk to him there it's like he's not quite a deadbeat but he's like on the stages to becoming a deadbeat um so yeah there's like some like surprisingly dark stuff going on in this cutesy game and i just wish like the platforming was decent enough to like hold up to the rest of it but also, it's been 11 years since the last game came out, so this game is utter gibberish to anyone who doesn't for that. Because... Yeah, that... Because they, like, huh. they take like half the game even the, to explain that their parents died. It, yeah, it sounds like they don't, they don't even like actually address it, they just kind of yeah. allude to it. 
Yeah, it's like it, it's critical to the plot. Doesn't but sound fun. Yeah, if you haven't, if you played, haven't played the first, the first two, this story makes absolutely no sense, and it's dark for no reason. Even though, like, all the visuals are bright, but the story is dark. Like, yeah, it it, it is. It's a weird game. It feels like probably you know, like I know people from the original development team worked on it, so they have probably you know all these years been thinking about you know, like they need to get some kind of closure to the way they wrapped up that last one but but also it ends with a cliffhanger building up to another game because they said that they want to make another game and they also want to try to port the first two even though they kind of can't because they use so many touchscreen features they would have to port them differently I guess like like I wouldn't mind if they did yeah. port them I'd like to play them again without having to you know open up my my DS, but but yeah, they they'd probably just have to like completely. Uh, well, I guess if you're drawing, then it it would be kind of hard to uh, to do on like a regular. Yeah. Like, like on on the Steam version, you draw even. with the mouse. On the Switch version, you draw with your thumbsticks, yeah. and it's difficult. Because you do draw, I mean, it is, it is drawn to life, and you do draw. But mostly what I ended up doing was just using, they have, like, template versions where you can, like, just take an existing character design and plop it on there and color it. So, um, that that's mostly what I did. I just took their existing designs and colored them in. Instead of having to try to, like, pixel by pixel make it work. Yeah, because I, I, I can't imagine having to, like, etch-a-sketch it with a um, regular yeah. controller. I mean, even, like, Switch, I don't know why they didn't use the touchscreen capability, because it does have that. Like, you could take a stylus to the screen, and it'll it'll work. Yeah. But. I, I guess be, because it doesn't come with a stylus, mm. so they But also you can use your finger. Like, I mean, the stylus is anybody who buys finger it. touch. I use a stylus because I don't want finger smudges. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but, yeah, it, it yeah. ends on a cliffhanger because uh, there's a mysterious, like, hooded Raposa who's been, like, he's just pops up throughout the game and says weird, mysterious things. And I'm pretty sure it's Wilfrey that, like, now that the shadow's been purged from him, he's back and he's, he's like that one character in an anime who... Like, seems to know everything and won't talk about it at length and is just there to look dark and brooding and mysterious but <laughs> oh like that one that one character in every kingdom hearts game yeah yeah yeah, yeah he, he is that character and he shows up at the end to say something about like well you defeated the shadow in that one town but what if in the future it spreads to the whole world and i need to go now and investigate something and he walks out of town dramatically as like the credits are going on, um, but I mean my my biggest disappointment with the game like I am happy that they did, you know actually like keep that dark as shit ending of the second game, but like they, they got the original composer back and he makes like really good music like it's it's just really like fun catchy music, and then like you know heartbreaking finale songs. And he made some like fun, catchy gut music, punchy. but did not have a good gut punch. Like there, there is no lyrical 
credit song, and that's my biggest disappointment because I love um, the um, not the end and real life from the first two. Like even you know people who've been following Shag Funk for a long time, if you go back to episode one and um, download it and then reverse the backwards message at the end of the credits. It's a lyric from Not The End, because I was thinking about that song when I was thinking about how Funk Dunk plays, or Funk Dunk, like original Funk Dunk, how Funk Dunk ended, and I was feeling sad about that, but also thinking like, well, I mean, this is still continuing in a different form, so it's not the end. So I, yeah. I took a lyric from and that. Then, and, and then you ended up talking to me for three years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I had, like, a year or two of interview process to find a co-host, and then I found one. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> uh, uh, it's fun. Yeah. I have... Because, like, I, honestly, like, I don't have anybody to talk to about the things I like in my actual life, because I, I kind of live in the middle of nowhere. Mm. And uh, and yeah, once you get out of school, uh, you, you, you know, work conversations are pretty basic usually. Yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm talking about like a just, new movie that came out, but that's it. Yeah, like I remember, like a few years ago, um, like it's probably like 2016. I was like. People were talking about movies like, yeah, I liked Mad Max Fury Road last year. And they're like, what, you actually like that? And I was like, dude, shut the fuck up. <laughs> mm. uh, uh, and, I mean, like, not not out loud, obviously, because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll tell that to people I know, but not, not like, just, you know. Yeah, no, you don't want to get in a fight with someone who you barely know, because then it's just not worth it. Y- yeah. It, it's not worth that over them not liking a movie i like mm. yeah especially when it's in real life and they can punch you in the face and it's not like on twitter when you can just get in an argument with someone yeah. and then close your twitter and leave them scarred yeah um <laughs> yeah um psychological damage um mm. is okay <laughs> yeah it's the physical damage you gotta watch out for yeah because that's when they can retaliate yeah. Um, well, anyway, I gotta go make sure dogs don't pee in the house. Yeah, so. no, this episode ran late because I had to gush about the yeah. Drawn to Life series, which required me to explain the plots of all of them. And also, yeah, there was a Drawn to Life next chapter on Wii. It's a completely different story. It's almost a rehash of the first game. It, it's not great. Um also, for some reason, they made it so you draw things... I mean, obviously, it's Wii. You have to draw things with your point-and-click remote. But also, they put it in wide so you can't even appreciate what your things look like because they look so small. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, so that that's it. Um, yeah. See you in two weeks yeah. after you've seen Episode Nine: The Rise of Ray Palpatine. And I have rewatched Last Jedi <laughs> and given it another chance with the benefit of hindsight and knowing that it could be worse when it gets to the third one. 
Yeah, I don't I don't know how I, how I'll feel about Last Jedi today, mm. but um Yeah, I mean, they're just movies. I'll get through it. I mean, it's fun acting like, you know, watching a bad movie will ruin your life, but it's mm. like yeah, I'll, I'll 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 get through it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, especially like, I, mean, I got through Attack of the Clones. Yeah, well, yeah, and like in every you know, since we've read off the future of like the next couple years of Star Wars, every spin-off they're making is related to either the Mandalorian, Solo slash Rogue One, or like the original prequel. They had the Obi Wan show. It, it's like nothing is relating to the sequels. Like Disney has just dropped them by all appearances for from like creative involvement in the future well like the, the way it sounds they covered up all the loose ends with bullshit so I mean where are they gonna go mm. but yeah I mean but there's like not even any talk of like the further adventures of Rey or Finn or Poe cause they're all still alive and could be doing stuff that... but they're they're not those characters are deader than Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. As far as using them again. I guess, yeah, in ten years we'll do another series where they bring all three of them back and kill them one movie at a time. Well, I, I could see them bringing back, like, Poe for, like, a side story maybe because mm. he he's kind of, like, side-center. Um, yeah. Like enough yeah, where he's, you can he's get more out of He's a support character, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, because obviously he's kind of like filling the the Han Solo role anyway. Yeah. So. But yeah, we'll we'll get get to all that next time. Yeah. Along um, with the Mandalorian. And finale. I'll talk about. Oh yeah, I'll actually watch it. Yeah. Probably. Um, <laughs> remind me, mm. please. Okay. Um, I mean, if you ever check in on Media Box, you'll see people talking about Mandalorian when the last episode comes out. Yeah, I probably see a in bunch big of spoiler, spoiler blocks text. text. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, and and I'll talk about Project Wingman, hmm. which, in case anyone doesn't know, is an indie game inspired by Ace Combat that is actually really good. Hmm. I, I, I never brought it up before because I was like... Because we were talking Star Wars for not two good hours. And <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to talk about Star Wars forever. Oh, you mean before now. to talk about it again. Yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. It, eh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, we... we we barely ever plan anything out. So. I mean, I guess since this will it will be the day after Christmas, I will also have played at least a little bit of Star Wars Squadrons by next episode. So that's another fighter. Oh yeah, game. I still never, I I still never played that. Mm. I I well, I played a few of the story missions, but didn't get that far. Mm. Yep. I mean, it it's good. It just doesn't control like Ace Combat. <laughs> Mm. That oh yeah, it's a first person flight game. Yeah. Yeah, like it. It's it's really cool, but also it's kind of high maintenance because that whole 
like reroute power to the forward deflectors and everything. Oh, they make they you do all that? Talk about Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like there's I mean I would have figured your different modes you can do that for you. Well it's it's basically it's basically like you you've got these three meters on the side and um one's like for thrust, one is for um, shields and one is for blasters. Oh, so, and you have like, to you balance your power usage. Send power. Those? Yeah, like you can send power to one over the others or equal them all out and like play balanced in a balanced style. Okay, is that something you set at and the start of the can, mission or can you do that on the fly? No, it's it's completely on the fly. Like if okay. you like if you set if you set your thrusters to max power then you you basically you basically can't fire more than a few blaster shots at once mm. so you go um, as fast as you can but you can't you, shoot and you're vulnerable to shots right like like you 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 do still have like shields and um and weapons it's just uh yeah like a reduced health they are right right and and they let you like put put your shields forward or back or um uh complete coverage too Mm. it's it's interesting but it's kind of high maintenance for an already like chaotic system Mm. so it It'll take some getting used to, yeah. I think. Like to, like you, I guess you could just like keep it all in the middle and do fine, probably. Mm. But I, I, I think to like actually get good, um, you'll have to figure out how to balance those. Yeah, I guess whether or not I've played it will depend on if, like, how long it takes my Xbox to update because I haven't turned it on in so long. And then the game to download and update, because that could take hours. Yeah, it's not a huge game, okay. so it. Because I mean, it's like a a side, you know, it's like a side mm. game. It's not like yeah, know, I knew it was like half the price of a full yeah, game. It's not like a. Yeah, I think it. I think it came out at forty dollars. Mm. Yeah, I've usually seen it at like thirty something. By the way, Project Wingman. Mm. Project Wingman came out at twenty five dollars, which is cool because it's basically mm. <laughs> it it's basically over half of a of a regular Ace Combat game. Yeah, and it so. is okay. So it's it's but not the length it. of a full Ace Combat game. It it's it's twenty one missions, which is about what everyone it, it Ace Combat games usually range around around twenty missions. So it's. About the same length. I don't think there's as much like mission variety or. Mm. Mm, it, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain, but we'll we'll talk yeah. about it yeah. next time. Uh, anyway. Yep. Um, so, and for anyone who's hoping we get out of the Star Wars hole soon, now you know. In four weeks, it'll be Indiana Jones. So. You just yeah. have to endure one more episode. Indiana, 
Indiana Jones and the Descent into Mediocrity. <laughs> mm. Indiana Jones, the one where I will talk about that comic from Star Wars Tales where Indiana Jones finds Harris or finds Han Solo and Chewbacca's bodies in the crashed Millennium Falcon. That sounds dumb. Yeah, it was. It was. I mean, it, the it was. It, it's from Tales. It was like a short one-off comic, and it's like. Um, okay, that sounds uh, I mean, less it, dumb. It's a short one-off comic that is a, a story where it's like Han and Chewie are like in the Millennium Falcon and they're on the run and they're damaged and then they crash land on a mysterious planet and then Chewbacca goes out to like, go looking for food and Han is like gravely injured and then it cuts to years in the future and Indiana Jones is looking through this like forest and he finds this weird like futuristic looking temple that is you know the crashed Millennium Falcon and finds this like body of a guy in a black vest there and he's like oh poor guy <laughs> looks like he you know took a lot of damage and then um chewbacca is bigfoot because you know he's like wandering the woods <laughs> as <Bigfoot>. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's awesome i take yeah. back what i said yeah i mean it sounds dumb when you put the indiana, indiana jones part at the start but they build up to that it's like the twist is yeah. Indiana Jones finds Harrison Ford's other role from a long time ago from a galaxy far, far away. Yeah. That, that's that's pretty nice, actually. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Okay, so now that I've talked uh, about that, listeners, you are free in four weeks to not have to hear about Star Wars. Yeah. I will do my, my very uh, best not to talk about Star Wars on that episode. Yeah, well, we'll get there somehow. Oh, I, I will. It. I will totally forget this promise by then. <laughs> I'm gonna bring up Star Wars in a month, just to, just so mm. you you you're lying right now. Yeah. I will retroactively make you a liar. Listeners. Yeah. Yeah. You have to remind me that I'm a liar because I will have forgotten that too. <laughs> uh, well, um, I I. I will forget too. So, <laughs> mm. I mean, I don't remember half okay, the things so listeners, I say. Like, this I don't is know our how challenge. we filled. Mm. How, how have we filled like a hundred episodes of this? Uh, like with just the same me way and we you. filled this last two and a half hours by just rambling. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, listeners, if you oh, remember, sorry. in four weeks, you can tell us that we're liars because we fucked up and talked about Star Wars. Yeah. Also, the original plan um, for the outro was for her to put the music over me talking <laughs> about injuring about um, one of my yep. testicles. Yeah. Yep. But did it I magically heal like from talking about anymore. Star Wars? Oh. Okay. No. Um. It still hurts, kind of. Like, not a lot, but, like, if it touches anything, it, it it's kind of tender. Mm. Um, but I don't feel like talking about that anymore. <laughs> because right. we've been talking for over two and a half hours, and I'm kind of tired and need to let dogs out. So, yeah. Um, okay, so you let the dogs out. <laughs> <laughs>
the worst way to end a podcast. <laughs>